I have helped hundreds of men. Maybe we're into the thousands now. I don't keep that good of track of my numbers, but I know we're at the very high hundreds. I've helped so many men get their banter skills in shape so that they're able to get women off of the internet or off the street and onto a date. Guys that don't know how to talk or have rehearsed plan lines or bad pickup artist moves don't get the dates. Girls want authenticity. And I can teach you how to authentically banter, create attraction, flirt, tease without offending her. I know that's a big thing you guys are always worried about. And be that smooth, easy breezy guy that you've always wanted to be. You can't do it unless you put in the work. So email me at Kristen at KristenandChill.com and we'll work something out. I want you to get your banter skills in shape. And if it's not your banter skills, I can make you a kick-ass profile. I've got the eye for it, baby. I know what women are looking for and I get guys so many matches. Why let all those guys get the matches when you can get them too? So again, email me at Kristen at KristenandChill.com and we'll figure out exactly what you need to get your dating game where it should be, which is way up high. Right now, it might be ankle height. And unless you have really, really, really high ankles, that's not very high. So I'll hopefully see you at kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we dive into dating women who are 50 and up. It is a whole different ball game. Men, women shift, they change. They may seem like a pain in your butt, but not after you listen to Christy Taylor tell you exactly what you need to do to date women who are 50 and up. They are not pains in your butt. They are beautiful, wonderful women that are waiting to be loved and cherished and other things. So keep listening. Welcome to another episode of the Ask Women podcast, where you get real and great advice straight from the source, women. And today we have Christy Taylor from The Art of Presentation. And Christy is an aesthetic consultant, which is so important, not just based on looks. It's not limited to just that. It's all around everything. So we're going to get heavy into that, which I'm excited to hear all about because maybe it could help me because I think Christy looking at me right now is like, yeah, she could use a little work on her aesthetics. (laughs) She could use some aesthetic work, 100%. But more about what we're going to dive into for guys who are listening is about dating women that are 50 and older. I know that both of us, both Christy and I have a large audience that is older And they may not want to know how to pick a woman up at a bar. They want to know how to date, well, maybe older women at a bar, but like date women who are 50 and up. And Christy is going to speak to us about that. So welcome, Christy. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for sharing this kind of information with us. So I'd love for you to 
give a little bit of a background about how you got into this work for helping people with their aesthetics. But actually, you tell the story because now you ventured over into actually helping men, not just with their aesthetics, but actually into helping them with women. So I am, for lack of a better explanation, kind of the jack of all image consulting. And I do everything from business, collateral, houses, clothing style for women, clothing style for men, just in general, everybody can use some coaching. And I was initially going to call my company 30% better because I don't think anybody needs, especially 50 and up to reinvent the wheel, but to just refine it a little bit. And I've had this company and I got entered into a divorce three years ago and started dating. And then I've been divorced for two years. And the last two years, I have met just amazing men and made a lot of friends and realized that there is kind of a deficit with with how men present themselves. They Mm -hmm. don't know. Thank you, Marnie, for bringing so much common sense to light. But there are some specifics for men over 50. Anyway, I met men and befriended them and almost immediately said, I don't think we're a match, but I really, I like you and I want to help you find somebody. Yeah. So can I ask you a question? Why weren't these men for you? What was it about these men that weren't for you? Well, (laughs) I am am the, the nightmare that men, I think. I am extremely particular and I would give people advice that I am not following. Right. But it's a process. And through my let's say tutelage, I've learned to take my own advice Mm -hmm. and not be as particular and not make those judgment calls so quickly. But I have just like oftentimes in the first 15 minutes of a phone call, I'm like, oh, not going to (laughs) happen. Well, do you think that's common for women who are over 50? Like, would you say that because you're divorced, is this just a barrier that most women, maybe people have when they're over 50? Or is this a you thing? I think it's a combination of the two, but being over 50, you've got so much life that has been that, you know, you're baked to a certain degree. And there's things where you think there's benchmarks, but you've got to stick with the things that you know. Like, for instance, I have a very off the wall sense of humor. And if somebody doesn't get me, I'm just quirky and and it dies. So I look for that sense of humor in the first phone call. But I've recently realized that if you're nervous, it won't come out. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever your strengths are sometimes are hidden because you just keep overthinking that first conversation. Okay. So now you give advice to men, right? So if you knew that men were coming up against women like you, because this is the complaint that I hear from so many men, all these women who are 45 and up have this list of things that they want. They want me to hit those points right away. I've heard this from like thousands of men. And it's true on the flip side for a lot of men. As you get older, you know, you're more clear on what you like, what you don't like, and you don't really give much wiggle room. I think that's a common thing for everybody. How could men bypass this programming in the women that they're dating? So for example, if a guy were to get on the phone with you and you guys chat for a couple of seconds and then he goes, you know what? I'm pretty nervous right now. Some of my personality won't come out but it will as I get more comfortable. Like things like that. Like what could men do to combat this so that more opportunities could happen and there'd be less closed doors? You know what, Marnie? You want to think about doing this for a living. (laughs) (laughs) That is exactly one of the things that I have determined. 
Love it. Just to say, you know, I know this sounds weird, but I'm a little nervous. So give me some grace. Oh, I love that. Give me some grace. I love that. On the other hand, it's you really, really need to focus on your game before you even go into that phone call. Oh, okay. So you can't assume that what you're going to bring is going to be enough to overcome those first objections. And this is what I've learned. So anyway, how I rolled into this was those men that I was giving advice to just kept coming back and saying, Christy, they were in a relationship relatively soon after. And it was just from tweaking a few things. And they're little things that people often don't think about. What one of them is voice and speech patterns. Yes. So one of my first clients, we'll call him Larry. <laughs> because his Wouldn't name's know. Larry, right? Because <laughs> his name's Larry. Uh, yeah. Actually. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm totally. Yeah. Larry Walker shins and <laughs> no, we won't. not to be naming names. So he had this voice, just this he, MIT grad, brilliant, mm-hmm. brilliant man, charming, funny as heck. When he had this voice yeah. that was like this, and it was loud, and when we talking, he'd always say, ah. <laughs> right. No exaggeration. Ah. And I pointed it out to him because he said, you know, Christy, I've got, he says, you know how you told me that voice thing that I do? And he, and he says, I, and I didn't believe you. And I said, yeah. And he says, I got somebody coming up and I really like this woman. And I said, okay, you have to follow my instructions. So I sent him some YouTube videos because I do voice coaching. And I said, I want you to call me 20 minutes before that phone call. Mm. And then I said, okay, slow down, lower your register. And every time you say, ah, ah, (laughs) I'm going to say it back. So within the first minute, he said, ah, like four times. It's like, oh my God. He goes, I never knew that. And then he says, why hasn't anybody ever told me that? And I said, you know, there's, I sat with a group of women once doing a social, my own social study. And there were 11 women and one of them had spinach in her teeth or something. And it was an image seminar. Nobody said anything. Mm -hmm. And we all went around the table and she spoke. Nobody said anything when it got to me. And I said, how many people noticed that? Because I said, Julie, can I do this? She goes, how many people noticed Julie's got something in her teeth? And I said, be honest, all of them raised their hands. And I Mm -hmm. said, Julie, would you want to be told or not? Mm -hmm. And she goes, oh my gosh, of course, I want to know. And I said, because most likely we only heard half of what you're saying because we're looking at the speech. Exactly. You can't focus on the rest of it. Right. So having a voice that's not refined is kind of like spinach in your teeth. Mm-hmm. It totally is. But so I have a question. Isn't that asking a man to change who he is, like that he's putting on a front? I'm so glad you said that. That's definitely one thing that I want to cover is you have to be yourself. But accept the things you cannot change and change the things you can. Mm-hmm. And things like voice, if you've got a lisp, that's an embraceable thing. That's you. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you've got a really high voice, okay, another man, loud talker. Mm-hmm. He's a loud talker. And I said, when you talk, do you ever notice that people lean back? <laughs> and, he, and I said, you've got a really, really booming voice. And he goes, and he says, yeah, I guess people tell me that all the time. <laughs> right. So when I work with him, every time I say, okay, let's not get really quiet. Take it down a notch. Yeah. Take it down a few notches. And I said, and you'll notice when you talk softly, people will lean in. And that's what you want. So voices is definitely something that you can, that you can change. In fact, my voice is different than it was 
like before I started dating, because I did this huge deep dive into what creates attraction. Mm. And I kept stumbling across voices and I lowered my register. And then every once in a while, ironically, the man that I date coach, we've become friends and I'll get excited. And my voice will go way up here and I'll go, Christy says, sorry, I can't hear you over your shrill voice. (laughs) So these things are, it is more difficult. You know, we are old dogs, but these new tricks are important for us. Interesting. So tell me more of the things that men could do to avoid being blocked right away. So there's definitely working on their voice or finding out how their voice sounds. There's announcing before, like, give me a grace period here because this isn't me. This is me with nerves and then I'll calm down and then I'll open up a little bit more. What are some other things that men could do in the very beginning? What I've told my clients recently is to make it a to-do list once a day in the car, when you're getting ready, whatever, to listen. (laughs) A little plug here. To a Marnie Wing Girl podcast. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and so much of it is just common sense. Don't talk so much. Listen. And one of the things, and I'm trying to, you know, all of the things that you say are across the board dating advice, and much of that holds true for 50. So I'll try to focus on what's specific for 50 and mm-hmm. up. And guaranteed, we are in a divorce or having lost a loved Widow. one. Yeah. Yeah. So addressing two of those things is if you've got issues with your wife, address them before you ever make that phone call. It's never going to work. And, you know, if your wife left you, we don't need to say that on the first phone call. Certainly not in the first 15 minutes. Okay. And that's one of the first things that I ask. And I can't tell you how many men will launch into what was wrong with their ex-wives. And that's an instant, I'm sorry, I don't think we're a match. Well, so what do you ask them? You just say, hey, what happened? Why did you get divorced? Or what? Yeah. And what would be a better answer? Like, what is it that you're looking to hear? Oh, okay. So I want to know why his wife left him, if she did. What if she was a cheating bitch that he hates now who... Okay. Like, how do you position these things, even if they're nasty? Oh, well, first of all, I would definitely highly recommend we don't use the words cheating bitch. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's two rules of thought. You can either say, my picker's broken. I didn't choose wisely. Mm -hmm. Or I was building my career. uh, Just be honest about take responsibility for what your part was. Because the minute you start bad-mouthing other people, it just detracts from the whole vibe. You know, there's no reason. What if he were to say, you know, my picker's off and sadly, I found out that my wife was cheating on me. That really hurt. Well... Okay, even that, beautiful. Second, maybe third date. But what I recommend is, you know what? We just ended up growing apart and we can cover this at a later time. And hopefully you say, but we're friends or I have no hard feelings or I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. Just, I learned a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. But we don't need to have you go on this long diatribe of, it just makes me kind of, throw up in my mouth a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Yeah, I can picture it. Well, when somebody says, I want to become, I know this is, I want to become a better version of myself. Hmm. I like it, but don't tell me. It's like somebody says, oh, I'm really funny. Right. And then these profiles you read, I need a sense of humor. It's really important to me. And there is not one thing in that profile that leads to any form of sense of humor. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, so. That is funny though, because some people do say, I love laughing. I'm really looking for someone with a sense of humor, but there is nothing funny in their profile. <laughs> yeah. It's like, where's the sense of humor? Let's see it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. So that's about oversharing. That's about giving tactful, high-level information to the woman that you're sitting across from and really saying, you know, if this continues... I'll definitely talk to you about that more and we can go into further yeah. details and like vice versa. Cause you don't want to know that stuff either. Right. And you can talk about the stuff that you've learned that maybe you've changed that you've noticed that now this, you know, you've tried this new thing, what joy or what difference or what elevation it's brought to your life. That's okay. Just don't overdo it. Don't oversell. Right. Don't oversell or overfocus on one specific thing. Okay. That's a great piece of advice. And the best thing you can do is just turn the conversation around and ask interesting questions. Just have a list of interesting questions. Well, let's just look at that for one second. So I do know that there are some women who do want to know more details. And if the guy keeps turning it around, they may think he's avoiding and has something to hide, right? So is there some way to avoid that scenario happening? Well, no, then there's common sense. Then she's someone that doesn't want to talk about herself. She wants to learn more about you. But you can, like I said, answer those questions in a positive direction. But mostly people will smell manipulation or let's just say baloney Mm -hmm. really quickly. So just try and not be. And that's another thing is if you're overly positive, you know, you're divorced. That's not a great thing. But, (laughs) you know, and you can mention the thing I miss most about my divorce is my family. But Mm -hmm. I see my kids often and. Being vulnerable up front is great. Just don't be morose or or pissed off. Right. And then being yourself is really, really important. So this one man that I was working with said, you know, I can never get a second date. And I said, okay, well, let's, you know, I want to look at, I read your profile and I said, call me as though we're having a date. So his whole profile. And then, so this, our first initial conversation was that absolutely negative. Every aspect, women are, you know, they're dismissive, they're liars. They're not, they don't say who they are. You know, they come up looking differently. They say they're interested and then they're not interested. And it was just a litany of negativity. And then I went on his profile and it was all about, I'm positive, I'm happy. I'm looking for somebody that's positive. And, you know, I I always look on the bright side. I mean, literally spelling out how positive he was. And then on that first phone call, that was, you know, I said, just, well, this is our first date phone call. And he said, yeah, he goes, I'm looking for somebody really positive. And I said, and I said, okay, we can stop right there because you got to come to grips with you. You're not a positive person. Mm -hmm. And it's good that you're looking for somebody positive, but you can't sell somebody a bill of goods. You have to just be honest and say, you know what? I'm a little pessimistic, but I'm fun. Mm. That's why you're never getting a second date. Mm. They get that first phone call and your focus is on that. And another man was, let's say, not in shape. And his profile was all about fitness and being in shape. And I want somebody that's active. And it was a huge focus of his. And it was just a deal breaker. And I said, but that's not who you are. So did he think it was? Yeah. Yeah. And I said, right off the bat, we could style a little differently because he had kind of a little bit of a belly, quite a bit of belly and his shirt was tucked in. And I said, you know, we can at least, and to get past that, oh, heck no. (laughs) 
give you the air that you're somewhat in shape. And that's just, you know, again, it's just common sense. What What is the better way for him to explain that then? Because so let's say there is this person who is right. 200 and something pounds, right? And is really focused on getting fit, getting into shape. He's already lost 30 pounds. He has another, I don't know how many to go, depending on their height, whatever it is. But fitness is his passion at that point in time, right? So how can he position it differently on his profile so that when he shows up, it's not like, oh, wait, but you're not in shape, (laughs) even though it's a passion of yours, right? Because that, no matter what, that it throws somebody off psychologically, even though he could be very passionate about being healthy and getting to his goal. So how could he have phrased that differently so it wouldn't be so off-putting, potentially? Okay, here's the interesting point. He didn't see any deficit in himself. He just thought he was all that. Okay, wonderful. And I said, so let's go through the women that you're currently seeing and that that you're viewing and the women that you're targeting. And we kind of went more psychologically. What is it about women in shape that you think will be different than women that are maybe more like yourself, that are comfortable? And I would say, you're comfortable. You're not out of shape. You're not, but you're certainly no athlete that you're looking for. So either you're going to have to up your game and get in shape, or you're going to have to loosen loosen the reins a bit with what it is that you're looking for. It just never dawned on him that he, because he was a prominent lawyer and thought that that could supersede his own image. Well, can it sometimes? Like, did he also have a great personality, super funny, charming? Like, did he have? Yes, but you have to address that early on because, you know, when you're not being honest about who you are, because that athletic people like being with athletic people. I mean, he didn't want to be with somebody in shape. He wanted a full-blown athlete. And I said, you have probably two choices. You can either become an athlete or you can be honest about who you are and hope you get one. Right. Because this thing that you're doing where people show up, because I said, because when I met you, I was surprised because we met to do a photo shoot. And I said, I was frankly surprised because it's such a, such a thing. So that, you know, that may be something he's going to have to address with his counselor. And so anyway, what he had determined was that only athletes in their, he was 55, in their 50s, are the women that could keep up with him because he had a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. And I said, contraire. So he actually did start dating, you know, he, he changed his profile and said active instead of athlete. Yes. And fit and in shape. And, but, you know, he just took the, at least the athlete out of there. Yeah. Well, that was more specific. He really, he just wanted somebody that could keep up with him because he was an energetic 50 year old. Right. Yeah. Yeah, which makes complete sense. So it's about language, yeah. Right, and to be honest about his level of fitness. Right. And he says, you don't think I'm... <laughs> like, well, I think you're great, but you're no athlete. Yeah, yeah. You're like, are you running marathons? Did you run to get here on this date? Exactly. Can you do 50 push-ups in yeah. front of me? Right? Yeah, he's like, not a chance. Okay, so that's interesting. So little language nuances, that's what I'm hearing from you. Like, it's about how you frame things. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with Christy Taylor and we're going to talk more about dating women in their 50s and up. So keep listening. With all the things that we have going on in our lives, it's impossible to remember little tasks. And one of those little tasks would be getting rid of or canceling subscriptions that you don't use anymore. And we have a solution for you. It used to be called Truebill, now known as Rocket Money. 
Rocket Money makes it so easy to cancel those subscriptions that you don't want anymore, you don't care about anymore, that you don't even know if you have anymore, or maybe that you're even being double charged for. So download the app right now and it shows you all your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't even know you were paying for. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is literally press cancel. And Rocket Money takes care of the rest. It's so easy. So get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash ask. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's hundreds you could be spending on a better wardrobe, on taking a lady out to a nice dinner. That's rocketmoney.com slash ask. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash ask. Do you guys like betting? I bet you do. And if you do, you should go to betonline.ag because BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting for football and basketball this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. Always your continued source for sports wagering information. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. You gotta do it. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf games and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's 50%. Make sure you use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. All right, we are back and we have Christy Taylor on and I'm so sorry, the art of... It's art of presentation. A presentation, art of presentation. Is it artofpresentation.com? I am still working on my website. Oh, what? Okay, got Bit it. Bit of a perfectionist. Okay. Well, if people like what they hear, how do they get in touch with you then? Oh, LinkedIn. Okay. So they look up Christy Taylor, Art of Presentation on LinkedIn, and it's C-R-I-S-T-Y, and then Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R on LinkedIn. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. All right. So Christy, tell me more secrets about women who are in their 50s. What are like... What are you secretly saying to your girlfriends? What is it that you're looking for? I want to understand everything so that the guys who are listening can know what they have to do to attract women and actually get a chance. Well, it is just trying to work with what you have as best you can. And I think, you know, you mentioned bars 
And bars is not something that we're going to be successful at. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the online dating, I think, is the best game. Where else can you meet women? Like, where do women hang out once they are 50 and up? Like, do you go out? Are you part of social groups? Are you part of communities? Like, where is there to meet women who are 45 and up? If you can get into a community. Like, I hate to say this because I, I do know some men that join churches just to meet mm-hmm. women. And that bounces back to my number one rule is you've got to be authentic. Mm-hmm. If you're just don't want to go to church every week, don't go to one to meet someone. But any social gatherings, concerts are fun and charitable events are wonderful. But even that, a lot of couples go to charitable events. So honestly, it's a dichotomy. I Because I think the best avenue is online dating. What sites do you use? Match.com. Match.com, okay. If I can say. Yeah. Because I just have met, the outstanding men that I met have been through Match. Okay. So, and have you tried a whole bunch of other dating sites? Just for like maybe two weeks at a time. I'm just like, oh, not doing it. I'm out. Because they weren't good results for you? Because what? Well, I think there's just something to having somebody pay for a membership that makes it different. I personally like Match because of the amount of information that you can put in there. And some of the other uh, dating websites are very, very limited in what you can put forth. And Match, you can really develop a personality. What does it say to you that somebody paid for a dating app? Does it mean they take it more seriously? They're taking it seriously. Okay. Like, what about men who are retired, men who are veterans, men who live on social security? Like, does money, does status matter when you're 50 and over? Like, what is it? Are you looking for a man who is financially stable? Like, what what are the important things that you're looking for online? Those are the same criteria for any age. It depends on your upbringing. It depends on your friend group. It depends on your background. And it depends on what your personal standards are. So that I don't know is necessarily something that you can give advice on. I mean, one of my clients, he had a, and just kind of jumping ship, two things about him. He had a 11-year-old son. He was 67 years old. Oh, wow. So he just kept defaulting and he wouldn't say anything about his son. And he wanted beautiful women. I mean, it was just that he just was used to that in his life. It was what he was used to. So he kept getting these women that were dating him for his money. And then I said, you know, you're going to have to change your requirements a little bit. You know, you're not going to get a young, beautiful woman that's going to want to date a 67-year-old man with an 11-year-old that isn't maybe interested in your money. Doesn't want to benefit for her. Right, right. And he started recognizing the women that were doing that. And early on, rather than later, saying, okay, I realize, I get it. And being honest with himself, like, okay, they're dating me for my money. Because, mm-hmm. you know, why would a 45-year-old woman be <laughs> interested in... But is it not possible for a 45-year-old woman to be interested in a 67-year-old? Well, it's not common. If they're outstanding, of course. But that's the needle in a haystack. Right. It's not the norm. And I screened all of those women. And I am happy to say he's found a woman that is in her 60s. And she's beautiful. She's an oncologist. She doesn't need his money. Right. And her son speaks the language that... His mother spoke and the girlfriend speaks the same language. 
Wonderful. So what did you get him to tweak with how he was looking for women? Where's that shift there so that he found women who were maybe in the age range that may be a better fit for him? Even though I don't have a limitation on age, how did you get him to look differently and screen differently? Or do they all come through you and you're like, yes, no, yes, no? How did it work? Oh, we just started developing the ability for him to go with his gut, to trust his instincts, and to not feel like he'd be missing out if he didn't get a beautiful young woman. Mm. That there are many beautiful women of a particular age group. And for him in general, because he didn't have much of a compass, that he did end up just having women that were interested in his money right. kind of take advantage of him. He would just take what he could get. Right, but not do it in a compromise way. Mm-hmm. He would, oh, what's the word? Settle. Right. Settle for a woman that was beautiful. He wanted beauty and he wanted 45. He right, would settle. Right. He would overlook a lot of the other things that he wanted. Right. But then he cared so much for his son. He knew that was just never, that wasn't a sustainable thing because he wants a life partner. But along those same lines, there's another client who, <laughs> I, he's a man that is very set in his ways. He wants a beautiful woman and he wants to travel. And that pretty much are his two requirements. And so I suggested to him, you know, put in your kind of lean in your profile that you're okay if a woman dates you for your money. Mm-hmm. And I actually, you know, and that was a whole different set of circumstances. Right. And I never in my life thought that I would be giving that, giving that advice. How did he state that in his profile? Well, do artful artful writing. Mm -hmm. They give me kind of a download and then I condense it and then try to make it in more in their words and spit it back out. So I don't specifically remember that. No, but that's fantastic. It's about being clear about what it is that you want. And the number one thing is to be authentic. Don't Mm -hmm. just be authentic. If you're negative, you can pull a little bit of that in the conversation. Or, you know, if you're not in the best shape, that's okay. And accepting your strengths and embracing your weaknesses is pretty important. Or things that are not your strength, let's say. Yeah. So I love all this. So one final question that I have for you is, so, so many men go online and they, you know, list their age range. Let's say they're 60 or 70 or even in their late fifties. And they'll say, I want a woman who's 35 and up or 45 and up. And yes, obviously they're like, why would you not want a younger, more aesthetically pleasing woman, right? That's what is going on in their head. That's what I'm attracted to. So that's what I'm going to list. But on the flip side, what I hear from so many men is that The women who are 50 and up on their profiles, they give this long list of what they like, what they don't like. Everything you're saying about the men, about being so negative, these women are putting that stuff out there. So what is a man to do? How can they either find better women or see through the negative profile to the positive that's hiding behind all of those negatives? Because most of those are there as a protector right? A protective barrier saying, I've had this in my past. I don't want this anymore. And same thing with men when they say all these things. It's just like, it's a very sad child underneath all of this. How can men navigate this so that they can select great women and don't get too discouraged by seeing all of that negativity thrown into their face? Well, one of the things that I, that I like to do is encourage men to date grownups, to date women their age. 
because they share similar experiences and well, it's like dating anybody in your age group. You recognize the same innuendos for television shows or it just frame of reference is different. And then what the first thing I say is women over 55 are almost exclusively through menopause. Right. That's my biggest sailing point because you don't want to be facing that stuff. Right. It's scary. It is not. Yeah. That's your bonus. Those are your bonus points. I wish there was website just do's and don'ts. Yeah. And one of them is, you know, don't just list, don't list what you don't want. Don't do it. It's just counterproductive. For men out there, if they do see these lists of negatives, is there a way to tell if there actually is like a kind woman behind this list? Or I know that's hard for you to answer. Yes, but you have to be a detective. Mm-hmm. You have to be a detective on that profile and read between the lines and look at the pictures. And if she's, you know, with her grandkids and happy and smiling and with her family or which I highly recommend is to put pictures of Mm -hmm. yourselves with your kids, your friends. And don't do that like the happy face or the blocking out of the face unless they are actually in the witness protection program. Right. So you just try and realize that they're not experts at this. But honestly, if there are no signs of a well-adjusted person on the other end. Stay away. Pass. Just, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I do have one more final question. You touched on that women have been through menopause. Most of them who are 50 and up have been through menopause. What does that mean for sex life? And like for, I guess there's no (laughs) hormonal roller coaster anymore. It's not extreme. Like I'm 41. I am going through. It's like the total moodiness really is a real thing. I'm not going through menopause right now, but I can feel the shifts way more than I felt in my 30s, which I know stops once you get past menopause. But what does that mean for men? Does it mean that sex isn't as good? Women aren't as horny? Like, is that (laughs) a true thing? Actually, Marnie, my young friend, it's just the opposite. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. And it's a case-by-case basis, but... right. Most women in their 60s are just freed. We no longer strive to be perfect. Mm. And we strive to feel good. And the problem is, is a lot of these men have been in 20-year relationships mm-hmm. and kind of haven't had the sexual exploration or freedom. Mm-hmm. It just depends. Another thing is being in a 20-year relationship, you learn a lot of tricks and you mm-hmm. get to know somebody's body, but everybody's different. But I think women in their 50s and 60s have the ability to be far sexier. But the communication and the openness and the comfort level to develop with your partner is really important to realize, you know, the first few times may not be good. Right. And I'm not even saying great, but if there's a connection there, you cannot, you cannot write that off. Right. And you have to talk about it like everything else. And it's just getting past your comfort zone and say, okay, that might not have been great, but I am determined. I can do better. I can <laughs> I do know better. we can do better. Yes. Wonderful. Okay, I'm going to end here because I think oh, this is amazing information that you shared. And I'm so glad that you came on the show. I actually would love to do a little crash course with you for my audience separate from this podcast. And I'd okay. love to hear from guys who are listening if that's something you would be interested in having Christy come on and do a crash course where guys can come on, ask questions. You do a little presentation about dating women 60 and up. I think it would be fantastic, guys. Would love it. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on. Again, go to LinkedIn and look up Christy Taylor. That's C-R-I-S-T-Y. And then Taylor, The Art of Presentation. 
Thank you so much. All right. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please go and subscribe to our show and pass on this show or any of our other shows to a man in your life or men in your life that you think would benefit from the information that we've shared. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. 